At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Happy Friday, TGIF. Danielle Avari here as your host and excited for our upcoming show. Of course, we're going to talk WNBA. I have to warn you guys, that's going to be the second part of the show, and it's going to be the bulk of the show because when Brendan Glasheen and I get going on the WNBA, uh, we just can't stop ourselves. So that'll be a longer segment. But first, we will bring in Adam Burke to talk about the Dodgers and the Angels, who are both in action on Friday. And before we get into all of that, we'll, of course, look at the local Los Angeles lines. Before that, quick note, UCLA women's basketball incoming freshman point guard Kiki Rice. Know the name. Learn it. Must know it. Uh, just one Gatorade High School Athlete of the Year. Comes to Westwood as one of the most decorated high school athletes in UCLA women's hoops history. Prior to this award, Wooden National Player of the Year, Naismith High School Trophy Player of the Year, WBCA First Team All-American, McDonald's All-American, Max Preps National Female Athlete of the Year, and that's just to name a few. Last season, uh, she led her team to a 28-0 record while averaging nearly 16 points a game, 7 rebounds, 5.1 assists. Huge addition for the Bruins, and congrats to Kiki on that. With that, let's look at the Los Angeles line. So, uh, starting with the Dodgers. We don't have an Angels line, actually, at the time of recording, but Giants at Dodgers here at Bet Rivers. Giants plus 118, Dodgers minus 141. The run line plus 1.5 for the Giants at minus 200, and the Dodgers minus 1.5 at plus 160. Total for this game at 7.5. Might... Might look at an over. We'll have to see what Adam Burke's thoughts are on this game. 
And then, of course, we can look at the WNBA odds for the Sparks, who are in action on Saturday. We'll talk about that game with Brendan Glasheen, like I said later on, who is a play-by-play for the Connecticut Sun and also does a great job contributing all over uh, Action Network, DraftKings, etc. But we'll get his thoughts on that game that's going on on Saturday for the LA Sparks, who right now are 150-1 to to win the championship. Not their year, necessarily. And uh, that's unfortunate. The sky is still sitting at plus 180. The Las Vegas Aces in the odds for the WNBA championship also at plus 180. Why isn't it longer? Why did I miss out? You can find all these odds and more at Bet River Sportsbook. Here joined by Adam Burke of VSIN. You guys know him well, friend of the pod. Adam, how are we doing today? Doing good. I'm uh, happy to have the grind back, I guess. You know, with games coming back here on Thursday. You barely and- got a break. Yeah, I know. Well, and I was doing college football during the break with our college football betting guide coming out here at the end of next week. So uh, no rest for the wicked, I guess, but happy to talk some more baseball. Yes, it does feel like in our industry, especially because we're just expected to be able to be an expert on every given sport that me having to prepare for the next season. When do I have time for that? We have current sports going on. So it is constantly a grind and a balance of when do I start looking at football stuff? But we are still looking at baseball. So I want to ask you about the Dodgers who are back in action, of course, again on Friday, going up against the Giants a second time, really, because they're opening that up on Thursday. I see Logan Webb scheduled to pitch for the Giants undecided for the Dodgers. Any thoughts on who we'll see? Yeah, you know, I think it's always interesting to kind of see how teams set up their rotations after the All-Star break because the reality is if you're a back-of-the-rotation starter, you probably go nine or ten days between starts. So, you know, a lot of times they kind of like to keep some guys on close to normal rest as possible. So, you know, guys that typically pitch Saturday and Sunday, you see them pitch, you know, Friday and Saturday coming out of the break. Yeah. So that's what we can look forward to with that. And the Dodgers also, I was interesting because Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philadelphia CityCast, actually tweeted this out about Bet Rivers' handle as far as the National League is concerned. And the Dodgers by far have the most money on them at 33.7% of the money and 40.7% of the bets. The Mets are behind them at 28% of the money and about 28% of the bets. Do you think that's right about on or would you look somewhere else on the board for that? Yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially when you consider that, you know, we've got the bye now in, in the Major League Baseball playoffs for the top two seeds. They don't have to play in that best of three wild card round. They don't have to burn their starting pitchers. They don't have to try and survive. You know, I mean, look, last year we saw, you know, a 107-win team and a 106-win team end up going head-to-head, you know, in that divisional series. And hopefully we don't see something like that again. But, you know, when you get to a best of three, best of five, anything can happen. So being able to skip that initial series is a really nice luxury for teams, particularly the Dodgers, where, you know, they have a lot of depth. They're going to have advantages when they get to October, but now they don't have to burn anybody. So, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense that the two teams with the best records in the National League are taking the most of the money because you've got that new wrinkle thrown in. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, people say, too, that the All-Star break is when things maybe start to kick into high gear and maybe teams take things a little bit more seriously. So again, like uh, not expecting the Dodgers to see another pirate sweep, something like that. And also hopefully getting Haney back as well. Do you think that them getting to full strength, we're going to see a different, the Dodgers kind of kick into a new gear? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I I sort of feel like maybe this team kind of struggles a little bit coming out of the All-Star break just because... Mm. They've got a big, comfortable lead. You know, they're playing a Giants team in this opening weekend that's a little bit more desperate than they are, especially because the Giants really, by and large, haven't played all that well throughout the course of this season. They're a very, very bad defensive team. They've won some games in the late innings, kind of pulled them out that maybe they shouldn't have. I feel like the Giants kind of come into the second half maybe with a little bit more renewed sense of purpose, whereas the Dodgers, 
maybe not so much. You know, they had some injuries going into the All-Star break. Mookie Betts missed some time. You know, you alluded to some of the, the pitchers and some of the other guys that have missed some time. I kind of feel like maybe it takes them a little bit of time to ramp back up, whereas the Giants, I feel like, will come out with a little bit more aggressiveness. So maybe this first series is a little bit tricky for the Dodgers, but, you know, ultimately the, the cream of the crop, as they say, rises, and, and that's what the Dodgers will do by season's end. Right, and it's funny because at some point, talking about the National League West, we're saying, is there value on the Padres? Is there value on the Giants? And the Giants now 40-1 to to win the National League West at Bat Rivers. The Padres 22-1, to and the Dodgers minus 10,000. So doesn't seem like there's a lot of uh, other options besides the Dodgers right now. And the Dodgers have been on fire. They've covered... What? They've hit the money line nine out of their last 10 games. And this is my favorite team, obviously, to bet the run line on, especially when you have someone like Tony Gonsolin in or even Tyler Anderson. I think you get a little bit better value on, even though the books are starting to catch up to him as well. Let's talk about the Angels also in action on Friday. And we do know that Shohei Otani will be on the mound the one time that I will consider betting the Angels right now. So where are you at with the Angels? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, one of the things about Atlanta, who they face here coming out of the uh, All-Star break, is that you know the Braves struggle against guys that generate swings and misses, and, and Shohei Otani does that at a very high rate. He's done that at an extremely high rate over his last six or seven starts or so. So this is the game that they probably have a chance to win, and I mean, that's kind of been the thing you know for a while now, where they've only won when Otani has been on the mound. I do really like Patrick Sandoval going forward, but there are a lot of things that concern me about the Angels, and, and first of all, they have a lame duck manager in Phil Nevin. He's not going to get this job. That's very, very clear. Changes are coming. Mike Trout looks alienated all the time. And also, he's hurt right now. So he won't be with the team uh, on this road trip to Atlanta and Kansas City. Mm. In, in this series here against the Braves, you know, they have a chance with Otani going. Other than that, I don't think they have much of a chance at all in these games. But what I want to see is... After they play the Braves, they play the Royals on the road. They host the Rangers for four games who aren't a great team. They play Oakland for three, Seattle for four, and then Oakland for three again. When they're playing those bad teams, do they look engaged? Do they look like they care? Because I think this mm. is a team that will be disengaged throughout the second half of the year. There will be a lot of changes. They're not going to bring anybody up from the minor leagues to inject any life into this team because they don't have anybody that can do that. I'm really worried that this team bottoms out. And in fact, they're on like a 69 win pace, I think. But you can find their adjusted season win total at 75 and a half. I think that's a really good underplay. And I actually wrote about that over at vcin.com uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, I love these adjusted win totals. We get to actually get back in on it if you didn't get them at the start of the season. And it's really hard to bet on the Angels any which way if it's not Shohei Otani. Uh, they've only covered the money line or won the money line, rather. Two out of their last ten, both were Shohei Otani. And looking back to Shohei's games he's pitched, they've won the last six that he's pitched. So that's the one opportunity to look there. But you're saying in general it may be time to just fade the Angels if they're completely disengaging. Yeah, I think so. You know, now you also have the the Otani trade rumors kind of looming mm. over this team a little bit. I don't think he gets moved, but you know, this is a really bad minor league system. We talked about this on the on the LA City Cast last week. I think over the last two weeks, really, mm -hmm. it's a bad farm system. If they can trade a guy like Otani and get four or five future pieces, they really truly have to consider it. So that's a dark cloud that'll be looming over this team. There are some guys in the bullpen that they signed to one or two year deals that they could be on the move as well. You know, when you've got teams that are sellers already in bad situations like the Angels are with, you know, disgruntled superstars and an interim manager, it's a really uncomfortable time to be in the clubhouse. And that usually leaks out to the field.
Yeah. Uh, and to your point about Shohei Otani and possibly moving on for them, who wouldn't want this MVP and AL Cy Young candidate? I see that he surpassed Aaron Judge in the odds at Bat Rivers again for MVP, AL MVP, Shohei Otani, minus 110. I think we were talking about this at plus 150 at one point, so you could have got at least a little plus money on this. Aaron Judge now down to plus 160. And then the Cy Young Award, Shohei sitting at plus 825. Still any interest in that? No, I, I think that if the Angels do keep him, you know, maybe they look to trade him over the winter or they'll at least try mm -hmm. to go into next season with him. There's really no equity. I mean, you know, they're such a bad team and they're so buried behind a lot of really good teams in the AL playoff picture that there's a realistic possibility that Otani maybe throws 130 innings and they just shut him down and say, mm -hmm. you know what, we're not going to push you all that far. We don't want to run the risk of injury to damage your trade value or mm -hmm. damage our chances going into the next season. So I don't think I would even want to bet Otani for the MVP right now, where he may still put up MVP caliber offensive numbers, but mm -hmm. I'd be shocked if he's pitching past maybe mid to, to the third week of August, something like that. So then, Adam, before we let you go, is there somebody in the AL MVP race that you would look at? It is, at this point, if it's not Otani, it's it's Aaron Judge's award to lose. If, if he stays healthy, he's going to win it. You know, Trout is, as we just talked about, on the injured list, and, and I don't think that he'll necessarily push it all that hard to come back with where the team is mm -hmm. currently sitting. So for me, it's it's if Judge stays healthy, that's it. If Judge doesn't stay healthy, then that opens up a lot of possibilities where the board will obviously be adjusted. Well, I know Jordan Alvarez was somewhere a lot of people looked and then, of course, had his little bit of injury bouts as well. So we'll have to see how the, the race shakes out. But thank you so much to Adam Berkovisa, and you can always follow him at Skating Tripods on Twitter. Adam, thanks so much for making the time. Appreciate it, Danielle. Have a good one. All right, coming up, we're going to talk WNBA with Brendan Glasheen to preview the Friday and Saturday games right here on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Avari. Excited for my favorite topic, as always, the WNBA, and excited to welcome back in our guest, Brendan Glasheen, play-by-play -play for the Connecticut Sun, a contributor to many, including DraftKings, Action Network. You can find him on Twitter at Brendan Glasheen. Brendan, where are you at right now? We know you're on the road. We are We are in Minnesota. Uh, just touched down earlier tonight for Link Sun tomorrow at the uh, at the Target Center. We're here for two games this year. They played once last year in May. So we are here for two. We're here starting at 8 Eastern tomorrow night and then 7 Eastern on Sunday. So looking forward to yeah. a, a great weekend. Well, two games for you then. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two. Uh, two against the uh, against the Lynx, who, as we discussed before we went on here, they're, they're playing well. They're playing better. So... Just, just kind of, just sort of, right? I mean, yeah. where did this Lynx team come from? I, I always quote this, and I never quote the correct player who said it, but there was or who tweeted it. But there was a player on the Lynx who tweeted out, "Let's just say we had a team meeting right around the time they started winning again, right around the time Sylvia Fowles came back from her knee injury that I thought was mm -hmm. going to sideline her for possibly the rest of the season. And since then, they've been on an actual tear. And the question remains: Will they? Won't they make the playoffs? Of course. So a lot on the line for the Lynx. They have a lot of games to win to get into that kind of playoff contention. The Sun. Mm -hmm. What are the Sun? Back 
battling for at this point as far as playoffs are concerned? Yeah, as of right now, tied for third in the standings with Seattle, but they have the tiebreaker on the storm thanks to a win on the road in Seattle and then a win in uh, mid-June against the storm. So a chance to sweep the storm next week. Also a tiebreaker on Washington, which as a reminder, Washington has not played Connecticut with Elena Deladon in any of their mm. meetings. So that's huge for Connecticut to have those two season wins. Going to be a challenge to pass Vegas because Vegas just beat the Sun this past Sunday. So they've got a 2-1 series edge. And then Chicago already has a 2-0 lead. The best Connecticut can do is split. So right now, in all likelihood, if Connecticut can play out the string here, final 10 games, I mean, minimum 500. They should be okay for home court in the first round. Ideally, you get the three seed. What, I mean, you get to spend time around this team, obviously, doing the play-by-play. -play. Mm. What do you think the players are feeling about how this season has gone for them? Do you have any kind of vibe or sense of how that's been for them? Because we've talked about how Kurt Miller and this team have had to overcome adversity after adversity year over year. Uh, this year being, of course, Jasmine Thomas being out for the season. Yeah, no question. I think that injury was the first of uh, of many obstacles to begin this season. But yeah, they've they faced a major injury to their roster or an opt out like Jonquel Jones in 2020. They've faced this every year since uh, since 2017 or 18. It's been kind of a rolling theme, but uh, they're still trying to figure out how they want to play. I think and. We started to see after the All-Star break at Indiana, then a trip to Atlanta, that Connecticut will turn to Natisha Heideman, who has filled in very nicely for Jasmine Thomas as their point guard, to be more of a scorer, play an uptick in minutes. But they want to play with pace, too. So when Heideman comes out of the game, they can use Alyssa Thomas uh, as a one, but more so a one as a leak out in terms of getting a rebound and then pushing the ball up the floor and get easy points in transition, some fast break points, which Connecticut got a bunch of against New York on Tuesday morning when they played at the Mohegan Sun Arena. So saw some things from the Sun uh, bouncing back from that Vegas game. What did them in against Vegas, Danielle, was turnovers. And then that, that just can't happen. I mean, Kurt Miller said it. You can't have that happen when you're a veteran-laid basketball team and you're turning the ball over 20-plus times against a really good team who can shoot the ball. As you know, being on the West Coast, you catch plenty of Vegas games. If they get hot shooting it and you turn the ball over, it's night-night. It's, it's, it's game over. Um, so I think, look, they didn't have J.J. the last two games out mm -hmm. uh, in the COVID protocol. She made the trip to Minnesota. Uh, so the plan is for J.J. to play um, for the weekend, which is good news for the Sun. Um yeah, I, I think I think they've got all the pieces. They got to put it together. As we've talked about in the past, they are trying to. I think a lot of teams in the league, Minnesota like like them. Minnesota's got some players that are kind of in limbo right now about returning. But they, you're trying to play your best basketball of the season now as you head make this uh, final push before mid-August. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm shocked that playoffs are sneaking up on us so fast. Obviously, the World Cup uh, something that had to be considered, but we're going to see playoffs in mid-August. As far as the spread is concerned, we don't have a number for this game at the time of Thursday night recording this, but I'm seeing the Sun just in their last 10 have covered three only. And wow. so I've said this about the Sun recently. 
And it's it's opposite of the links, actually, so it's going to be an interesting to see what the number actually ends up being. But I feel like the Sun, unfortunately, for whatever reason, have been a little overvalued in the betting market. And it makes sense when you look at the stat sheet and you look at where they rank in a lot of these categories. But for whatever reason, ha- have not been able to cover these spreads that are not crazy numbers. Fives, I mean, some fours and eight and a mm-hmm. half here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but the bigger spreads are the ones that they're actually covering. The I mean, the three that they covered in the last ten, a five and a half, an eight and a half, and an eight and a half, those were against the Dream and the New York Liberty, but what do you think we're going to see against the Lynx, a team that it seems like has a little bit more to play for, at least in terms of playoff contention? No question, right? I mean, they've got to, they've got to get their act together here down the stretch to, to sneak in potentially as mm-hmm. one of those final seeds. But if you look at Minnesota statistically, and as we discussed, you were, they were 3-13, and 13, and then they've gone 7-4 mm-hmm. and four since. Statistically, they're a pretty solid team. Like, they, 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 they're top four in assists. They're the number one rebounding team in the league. They shoot a decent percentage. What's done them in this year is their their defense is not as good as it normally has been, uh, averaging 83.6 points per game allowed. Um, and they don't shoot the three all that well. They don't have a, a great shooting team. Mm. Um, that, that's been a problem. Now, they don't turn the ball over either, which is good for them. When they played, so this is the first meeting of the season for Connecticut and Minnesota. They haven't played yet, which is surprising. Oh, wow, I'm surprised to... Yeah, you'd think at this the point Aces in the year. The Aces just played the Fever for the first time, too. I was surprised right. about that, too. So we're just right. seeing a couple of first-time matchups still. Yeah, so you'd think uh, at this point in the year, everyone's played everyone, but that's not the case. They play yeah. They play these two this weekend, and then they actually play each other. I think it's an ABC 1 p.m. game to wrap up the regular season in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So, look, with, with Sylvia Fowles playing the way she's been playing, um, mm-hmm. as far as a, a force inside, I, I really think I've been really impressed with how um, Washington's pieced it together with Kayla McBride as well, getting many looks. And also, one thing Minnesota did is they, they moved Rachel Bantam to, to a bench role, and they've had Dantas now start, uh, giving them more minutes from a, a defensive standpoint. They, they've played, and look, Minnesota, keep in mind too, they've been playing without Nafisa Collier. Um, but if Connecticut can get offensive rebounds, their size is going to be matched in this game. Their, their si- mm. This weekend, their size will be matched with Sylvia Fowles, even with JJ back. Fowles has played at a, at a really high clip <laughs> rebounding the ball. You'd think that would cancel out Connecticut, some of Connecticut's post play. I, I know from doing games last year, Brianna Jones, who was Connecticut's emerging sixth woman of the year, started the last couple of games with J.J. out, but Brianna Jones coming off a 21-point game, nine rebounds against New York. Bree Jones is on record that um, Sylvia Fowles is her is her toughest challenge when it comes to facing mm-hmm. someone in the post, and that's going up yeah. against the the NECAs, the Liz Cambages, I mean, Brianna Stewart. I mean, go down the list of of, of post Della Don. I mean, that's yep. the that's the player she speaks on first. Like she she's different. She's she's tough. So battle of the boards for sure. And I think like we said, Minnesota playing better. If the number's short. Um, I would I would guess Connecticut's favored based on record, but I think Minnesota's going to make it tough. They're going to make it tough. And at home, mm-hmm. I mean, how much does that factor in for them as well? But I, I agree with you. I mean, top two teams in offensive rebounding percentage here. Um, I do wonder what this game is going to look like in terms of pace. Yeah. Because the Lynx defense has been wishy-washy to say the least. And also, these are teams that, as you mentioned, don't shoot a lot of three-pointers. They're actually towards the bottom of the – I mean, I think both of them – 
bottom, I mean, 10, 11 of three-pointers attempted, three-pointers made this season. Right. Uh, I think Connecticut more around the mid-pack in terms of three-point percentage of actually what goes in, but this is not what they rely on very heavily. So is it going to just be a battle in the paint? Is it going to be a lower scoring game, perhaps, even though we know that Connecticut made a point to push their pace this year? And again, the Lynx defense, not the most reliable. So it, it gives me pause on both sides. No, those are great points. And like you said, it's not... Like, Connecticut was shooting 38% from three at the midway point of the year. Not the all-star break, the midway point, so 18 mm-hmm. games in. But then that percentage, um, if, if you miss a ton, if you don't take a ton and you miss some on, on certain nights, then that number goes down. I'm glad you mentioned offensive rebounding. That was That's why a team like – so I, I know you, you were following our games. We had a game, an early game last week against Indiana <laughs> – and the Fever had three players of their of their top their, their they had four top ten picks in the draft on their on their roster, of three of them top ten in the league in offensive rebounding. Like, that's impressive in, in year one to be so active on the old glass. So that will definitely that that gave Connecticut problems. I mean that was still kind of a game. It was within striking distance, but that's a young basketball team. Minnesota's got players that have been in the league Exciting much longer. For the future. <laughs> Right, yeah, exciting for the future for sure. When you have that kind of uh, you you have that kind of commitment on the offensive glass, and then yeah, you, I think you said it. I mean, both teams are top four in the league in points in the paint, mm-hmm. so uh, it it may come down to who makes shots. It, maybe it comes down to backcourts. Courtney Williams, Natisha Heideman, as I mentioned, Dejanay Carrington, who plays on the wing mm-hmm. as well, coming off one of uh, coming off a career high, 18 against New York. New York has just so many weapons too. Like they they were they were, they were a tough team, but. Connecticut's a big scouting team, and they scouted New York for a fourth time this year. Having not seen a team, Cheryl Reeve v. Kurt Miller, these are two really experienced coaches, two of the very best. Yeah, um, yeah I'd be, I'd be, I'd be cautious when it comes to, to to the line, but I would imagine Connecticut's favored. But I would like to think it's short. I would hope to think the market is reacting to Minnesota playing better, but we shall see. Right. I think that Connecticut should be able to close this game out. I'm interested to see how the first half goes for them. Mm -hmm. And I am interested to see how much they're favored by. So if you had to guess the line, I mean, they're on the road. Three and a half, four, maybe. I was going to say five. Five, okay. Yeah. A possession or two, I mean... But like, look, I mean, it's tough because the Lynx are coming off that really brutal loss to the Mystics. Really low-scoring game for them. Only scored 57 points, so... I don't know how they'll rebound from that. Maybe the bad shooting will continue. Maybe it will bounce back. When they met last year, I just I've got the I've got the scores pulled up. So the game in Minnesota last year, Connecticut and and Minnesota went to overtime. If you, maybe mm. you might remember this game. So you're they, saying bet go to overtime? Because those are always great value. <laughs> La- Laser Clarendon, they made their team debut last year ah. at Minnesota uh, with the team. Floor general. Yeah. And in their first game. Clarendon made a three, which would have won the game in regulation, but they didn't get it off in time. Mm-hmm. So that meant overtime, and then Connecticut did not score in the final minute in change of wow. overtime. But then in the two games at Mohegan, John Quill Jones, as we know, was in the middle of an MVP season. Connecticut mm-hmm. won both games 72-60 and 82-71. So two of their better. But again, the Sun. This year, more predicated on offense, pushing pace. Alyssa Thomas, they want to move the ball more. They've turned the ball over a little bit more, but they've had more possessions per game. Last year was a very defensive-focused basketball team. Maybe they go back to that for this weekend because they're so evenly matched, and you have to respect Minnesota on the glass. It's a team that can match them rebound for rebound, especially defense. This will be a 
yeah. a pretty even matchup in a lot of ways and I'm really excited for. And is it bad that I'm like slightly more reliant on the Lynx's offense right now? <laughs> Even after that horrific Mystic, I mean, the Mystic's defense is not to be messed with. No, uh, it's very I good. think we'll see a bounce back from the Lynx. And I'm sorry to say, I want to back the Sun so much. I always tell them they're like the middle child of my WNBA family. Ha. <laughs> All good. I want, I, I want so much for them. Yes. Well, we'll see what the line ends up being. But I have to say, if the Lynx are getting something like, you know, four and a half, I think I would go Lynx four and a half. Yeah. It could, it could come down to the end. Um, Connecticut's been a – I can't remember the last – I mean, look I'll, look, I'll put it to you like this. Connecticut against above 500 teams in this league on the road, they have not started well. And New York. New mm -hmm. York's another one. First half like, bet would be something to consider. Chicago at Chicago or early morning game in their defense, one of those camp day games. But Chicago came out and blitzed them, <laughs> knocked down threes. Yeah. I mean – there was a stretch of seven straight games where Connecticut ranked last in the league in offense, like points per game in yeah. the first quarter. And their opponent was shooting 61% from the field in seven straight first quarters averaged. Not ideal. The other the other team is Washington. They played on us. I think it was Father's Day. But their last mm -hmm. couple of road opponents have been – and Dallas beat them. Dallas beat them right after the right before the break. Um, that was a Tuesday after 4th of July. It was the day after the 4th of July. They got beat by Dallas on the road. And the other two games they just won on the road were against Indiana and Atlanta. And Atlanta didn't have Ryan Howard. Mm. So, I, I'm thinking Link's first half something is the way to go here. I don't know that I trust them to play a full game necessarily. So for me, it would be a live bet on a full game. Uh, look at how the pace of the game is going too, as far as the total is concerned. I think we could see an undery kind of game here. Mm. And maybe a Lynx first half, to your point, about yeah. the Sun possibly getting it. out to a slow start. I could see uh, it. Let's look at the two other let's look at the other two Friday games here. Wings at the sky, five PM Pacific time, of course, bearing the lead here of the Storm at the Mercury, which is the later game that'll be on the incredible NBA TV. Not national TV, but at least TV, I guess. Wings at Sky, though, 5 p.m. Pacific time. And this Wings team has quickly become my I don't know what to do with you team. Where are you at with them? Yeah, I mean, their 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 <laughs> struggle, Danielle, has been close. I mean, Arike, Arike said it at All-Star Weekend, I think to Holly Rowe, that as long as we start finishing games in those final five minutes, we'll be okay. And I feel like Arike is still trying to compartmentalize how to give the ball up at the end and like still mm -hmm. keep it team oriented, but also wants to take the big shot. And there's still a young team. I want her taking the big shot. <laughs> well, for sure. But it's more so just, it, it doesn't become so predictable. Um, right. We all know. Right. We all know it's coming. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. They, they, they've been up and down. They've had some, they've had a hard time. They've covered five games. out of their last 10. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's been hit or miss for them. A lot of overs, though. A lot of overs. Yeah, they like to move. They like to push the pace too. And they've got enough. Yeah. They've got young legs on that team. Alicia Gray is really good. I thought could have been an All Star this year. Mabry, any given night, can go off from three. Mm -hmm. No, they're they're they're, de they're definitely a challenging team to to figure out because as I I mean I watched them against Connecticut right after right before the All Star break and yeah they they you know who's they won eighty two to seventy one. Yep. Is that the game? Yeah. Yep. I think so. Right. And they July pulled 5th. Right. They pulled away at the exactly right. And you know who's been really good for them has been uh Tierra McCowan coming over from Indiana. Nice mm. nice nice piece. Nice piece. Um inside. They've got they've got front court pieces to me 
if they get in as a seven or an eight, maybe not Vegas because Vegas can play small ball, but they could give a team fits as a seven or an eight in a series. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. they get. I don't think they're getting swept. They they would be they would be troublesome to to uh, to worry about because they've got so many. They've got different pieces in the front court to uh, throw at you. And I yeah. think their coach is really good, too. So, And we've already seen this matchup before the All-Star break. They played on July 16th at the Sky. So same setup in terms of home and away. Mm-hmm. And they lost 89-81. to I, again, am hesitant because I want to look over for this game. The total for that game was 168.5. It went over, 89-81 to being the final score. It's a second-time game. Sometimes that means a little bit tighter. I find that's more true for me in NBA betting than WNBA. The second time around, it doesn't necessarily go like, oh, we're going to lock things down on defense. Mm. If anything, sometimes it goes even higher scoring. I don't know why that would be the case. Yeah. And um, the Chicago defense makes me nervous. And to your point, Dallas, they're hot or they're not. It reminds me of the Liberty. They live and die by the three. So what do you do with that? Yeah. I mean, in that game, what? They were 7-16. I'm talking about the last meeting. 7 to mm-hmm. 16 from 3. Gray made Went both. Well. Gumbawale, 40%. That, yeah, 4 of 16. Yeah. That's just, that can't happen. Um, <laughs> that can't happen. Yeah, I mean, I watched Chicago play the other day. As I, they're, they're really good. Like, they're really good. And the yeah. number I'm... Like, I'm, I, want a, I want a future ticket on him, but I can't because it's like 2 to 1. Yeah, the value's gone. You missed it if, you, yeah. if you're late on Chicago. And Misaman has been awesome. We Mies- talked preseason. We said Chicago could run it back. You and me did, and I didn't take a ticket, and I should have done it then. Yeah, and I still feel like they haven't played their best yet. Kalia mm-hmm. Copper has not played her best games, and this is the final reigning she's finals. Yeah. She's what? What did you say? I said she's simmering. I feel like I watch her play, and I'm sure. like, she's heating up. She's yeah, heating up. But I, I mean, when they put it, and that's the luxury when you have that many good players as you can have one yeah. person can kind of take a backseat one i mean that's what connecticut or has, courtney vandersloot can miss a couple games no big deal bingo we'll still cover right. spreads they've right covered they four straight without yeah they won that game without vandersloot they've covered two straight even, they've covered i mean without her and you would even got a little sweaty there at the end i i, I did watch that game <laughs> the other day uh the morning game you got up early yeah well it's I'm not, it's not really like it's not as early for me as it is for you so it's, as far as I'm concerned, everyone's on my time zone. That's how my brain works, right? We all Fair think enough. everyone's in our time zone. Yep. I'm like, oh, 8.30 in the morning start. And it's like, well, 11.30 for the East Coast. But to, to answer your question, Chicago at home, um, I, I, I think they're, 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 they're really good. I, 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 would, I wouldn't feel good about What do you think the line's going to be? Uh, let's see. What was it before? Four and a half? Pains me to keep be bigger than this that, as we right? talk, and I see this. Uh, they, I mean, Chicago won by score. eight, and the last spread was four and a half. They obviously covered that. They won by eight, so this has got to be more than five this time, I assume. Sure. Yeah, that that makes. Well, no, Courtney Vandersloot. Does that affect the point spread? Probably not. No, but I think I think you might be onto something if you want if you want to look towards an over that I I, I can I can work yeah. with that. That makes sense because like again, mm-hmm. Chicago can play. In, in different in different styles. Now they played a lower scoring game against Seattle, mm-hmm. but I think Seattle knew they kind of it was more of a test for Seattle than it was yeah. for Chicago. Um, 
And I think that the Sky know when to play what team what way, which is why it, it can be tough to just be like, this is an over team like the Aces mm -hmm. or this is an under team. Because the Chicago Sky, unlike the Mystics, for example, the Mystics I love playing unders on, the Sky are perfectly capable of causing unders with their defense. But they pick and choose and play their opponents, and that's what makes them so dangerous. Chicago gets to the free throw line a lot, too. Yeah. And Enrique, by herself, gets to the free throw line quite a bit. It's really about everybody else if they get to the line. At least Sometimes she fakes a free throw, though, and ha. wins a bet for you, and you never forget about it, and you just oh hang my. on to that. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I, I guess I can <laughs> I can understand where you're coming from now, but hearing that. Also, in that first meeting, That was Chicago, the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> Chicago only shot 22% uh, from three in that game. Ah. Like, and they still scored 89 points is the point. Um, yeah, but Looking very ovary. Dallas, I could see Dallas hanging around, pushing them around. Sure. Chip on their shoulder, getting up for a big game, and it allows... In the mix for playoffs? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, this could be totally one of our first-round matchups. It also, Los Angeles is starting to kind of figure it out, low-key, the, the, the yeah. Sparks. It was setting up to be Chicago, L.A., first round. Candace to get a little revenge um, on our old squad. I love it. I'm kind of rooting for that angle, for sure. <laughs> All right, let's look at Storm at Mercury. So the last time that Sue Bird will play Diana Taurasi, and it is airing on NBA TV. Fantastic yeah. planning by everybody involved. 7 p.m. Pacific time for this one. And the Storm coming off of that loss to Chicago, 78-74. to 74. They obviously uh -huh. didn't cover. Uh, Chicago did as a two-point favorite. So two and a half, depending on what you got. The Mercury, high defense, question mark. I, I think, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how this pace of this game is going to go because we know the Storm would like to play a little bit slower. Their defense is very strong. The Mercury defense, non-existent. Diana Taurasi <laughs> going head-to-head -head with Sue Bird. It could get interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. This is a game, though. If you're, if, if you want to back Seattle, I still don't think you, you're, you're loving it because this, this could very well yep. be a game where Phoenix is like, Okay, we're going to figure it out tonight. You only scored 75 points last game. Diana was 2 of 10 of 3. Tends to bounce back. It's a Diana Taurasi gets up for these kind of spots, too. Even the national TV games earlier in the year, even though there was a lot of noise. Some of it unfair with, the, with Brittany Griner, of course, but with, with the Twitter stuff with Skyler. And, mm -hmm. um, it's, it, it's, a, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. It's hard to, to, to know what phoenix team you're gonna get that night that's i think that's the elephant in the room They've we don't covered know what one of their last six yeah yeah i mean i think if you're getting more than two and it was against the mystics it was against the mystics they beat the mystics straight up by five so like beat a very yeah. good team but right. lose then yeah yeah elena deladon played and then lose to atlanta did you lose a bet on that game? You sound very... Uh, yeah, I don't think I happened. did. I, I try to avoid them. Honestly, I don't bet the Mercury games. I don't. I almost... I, and I don't even live bet them. I like to live bet the Mercury games, but I'm like, I can't trust this team. They could be they could be the hottest team shooting in the world in the first half and then not make a single bucket in the third quarter. That's what we're working with, the Mercury. <laughs> Their game against Washington, and like you, you kind of yeah. said it, but the irony is they won that game on defense. Or maybe yeah. it was just a bad day for Washington. Sure. Atkins didn't DDD have a played. game. Yeah. So yeah, but, this but it, is a very volatile matchup for me, and this is the game that I like the least on the schedule. It's from a betting angle, but I'm very excited to watch from a storied angle. How can you not? I mean, if you had to bet it, I think you I think you 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 carefully examine it like if, what do you, what do you think the number's gonna be? 
Storm by six and a half more. Eight, six and a half. I think seven. Mm. Mm. You think more? No, 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 no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just trying. I'm thinking out loud as as to what what the right move would be. I, I think you might have to really strongly consider taking uh, Phoenix, being at home too. Yeah, I think if big you game, get over five spot. points Come with on. Phoenix. Say it if you again. Get over five. If you get over five with Phoenix, I would be interested. I think so too. I don't hate myself, so I wouldn't bet it, but I would be interested. <laughs> yeah, I can't bet on the Mercury. They're so they're they're constantly in retrograde. As that's my favorite joke. It's so lame. Let's move on. Uh, there's the Saturday games as well. We're gonna look at really quick. So the Sky at the Liberty. Sky coming on a back to back then, right? Off of playing the Wings. So we'll see how that goes for them. And then the Liberty played Thursday. Is that right? With the last time the Liberty played. And they, play, they played this morning. Yeah, they played Thursday morning. Thursday that, morning. that was the early game. That was the early yep. game. Yep. And poor Liberty actually have had a really tough go of it this week in, ter in terms of schedule. They had two early games, and then now they're playing on Saturday. Sky playing a back-to-back. -back. Sky will be favored. And you know what the Sky do really well is create turnovers. And you know what the Liberty do really well? Turn the ball over. They do. Shout out, they Natasha. Do. Sorry, but it's true. I was trying to look up who was the problem. <laughs> the turnover problem who like i wanted to blame somebody i was like who on this team is giving me this turnover problem with the liberty and then i see natasha i'm like natasha seven turnovers in the in the game on thursday morning that's an issue from your big right i mean look Alyssa thomas did the same thing against las vegas mm -hmm. Alyssa thomas had nine turnovers and the vegas aces had eight that tells you a lot about how yeah. that game went and connecticut only lost the game by I forget the final score, but they were right there. They were down five with a minute 30 left. I mean, you sure. play that game. If we didn't do that, if we didn't do this, and we didn't have JJ, you, you play that game in your head. Like we would have, they would have won that game. They, they would have, they, mm -hmm. they would have won the, they would have beat Vegas without, and won the season series without John Quell Jones. Mm -hmm. But uh, Natasha Howard and Alyssa Thomas are both towards the top of the league in, in giveaways. I feel bad for New York, too. Sandy Brondello is awesome with her time. We talked to her a bit Tuesday before mm -hmm. before the game. They're still Benajah Laney out. Jocelyn Willoughby just came back. So they've got a lot of pieces. Yep. Han Shu mm -hmm. is impressive, can make shots, comes into the game, makes shots. But at Rebecca Allen in and out of the lineup. Whitcomb, I can't tell if you want to just be a, a shooter or they run the point guard. And then Sabrina, I think, is still trying to feel out how to play in Sandy's style. I mean, she's putting up the points and, and, and the numbers, as we know. I mean, the triple-doubles this year have been fun to watch. First 30-point triple-double in league history. Casual. But against really good defensive teams, Chicago, Washington, Connecticut. Sabrina had Sabrina played really well opening opening day against Connecticut in mm -hmm. May. But other oh, than that... Remember. That was glorious, at least for the Liberty. <laughs> Not yeah, so much for the she, Sun. Not how they wanted to start the season. No. She, but she, she gets kind of... She gets doubled. Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu gets doubled, and they don't have... Benajelani is supposed to be that next piece. I like the pieces New York has, but they're number two. I want to see them all on the court. Yeah. And Howard's good. Howard is an all-star. I'm not trying to knock Natasha Howard. She's, she's got great game. But, uh, I am. She has to turn over the ball less. Yeah. And, and, and she doesn't, and, and doesn't stretch the floor as much. Please don't find she me, can, Natasha. She can make threes, <laughs> but doesn't... Can they stretch the floor a little bit more? And they need others right. to make shots. So Right. I agree with you. Well, also an obvious angle here that but would be pointed but out. Real, they'll be, real quick, they'll be de New York will be desperate. You lose to Connecticut, 
and Washington back-to-back. You got mm-hmm. a, a Chicago team on the second night of a back-to-back. It sets up well for New York. Like you said, probably will be You should get dog. a good amount of points. Yes. Yep. Eight. Yep. Maybe nine. And what's interesting to me, too, is Wings at Sky, 5 p.m. Friday. Saturday's game is at 4 p.m., and it's Sky at Liberty. So they got to travel right after. Like, they're not even going to get 24 hours between games, and they have travel. Now, what I will say is I've had this issue with the Sky before where I thought, I'm going to bet an under on their next game, and then they went way over still. So I don't know. They were just, like, played right through and didn't even care. But it does set itself up to sound like a lower-scoring game for the Sky, possibly. And like you said, a good opportunity for the Liberty to capitalize on. If it was the opposite, say they were playing Dallas – the next night, I think you'd probably feel the way you felt before because right. I think Dallas actually offers more opportunities to be more up and down and score points. But the mm-hmm. fact that they're playing a New York team, while they do turn the ball over, they do slow the. They're 11th in pace, second to last in the league in pace, New York. And trying that used to, to be get, last year something they were total opposite at. They were fast. Yeah, but they still, But they still shoot a lot of threes. And that can go one way or the other. If you make them, right. you slow the game down, ball's going to the bucket, you're taking the ball out of bounds. If you're missing them, you're letting Chicago run up and down, and they could, it could get ugly quick. Here's a question, too. If you have no Courtney Vandersloot Friday, but you have her Saturday, how does that affect? You got fresh Courtney Vandersloot, but coming out of concussion protocol, but still, mm. you never know. Great question. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure so, of the status of Courtney, if she's going to even play this weekend. They might not need her to play against New York, let's be honest. Yeah, uh, you beat Seattle, true. why do you need a Courtney Vanderstreet to play against New York? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Still enough time to, to wrap them back up. Yeah. I I cannot bet on the Liberty because I jinx them. I absolutely <laughs> jinx them. I, every time the Liberty don't cover, I'm That's on funny. that game. And every time they do cover and they're on a roll five in a row... I was not on that train. So I, I'm going to leave that one alone, except for maybe in-game. And in-game, I would be looking for a slow start by the sky, which we could see. Yeah. And then you get in on the sky because I'm I don't want to lay eight I'm, or nine. I'm, I'm keeping – I've got a little notepad here. I'm keeping track of, okay, so we don't bet Phoenix and we, we jinx New York. I mean, you, you, get, the, you get all these little – It's like uh, your restaurant order. Like, no, I have to have this on the side, <laughs> extra lemon, all these things, like all these little things I have with my betting. But, yeah – good the liberty this year have been the team that i've been too late every time when they're well, on roll they turned a court right they, were, they they went they won five of seven they were starting to turn mm-hmm. a corner and now they've lost offense they've was lost getting consistent i was like all right if you're gonna make threes every game i'm on board no right <laughs> well, well i think off. everyone i think when you beat vegas and you have a 30 point triple double that's pretty eye-opening right um, sure and vegas <laughs> obviously vegas took that personal <laughs> that box score, I'm not sure if you got up early for it. That box score was unbelievable. We were on the road, the, the Connecticut Sun, we were on the road. I think we were just leaving Indiana. Our game started, or maybe, no, you know what it was? It was shooter. We had practice. It was a practice in Atlanta. We had just came from Indiana. And we all got on the bus after practice, and we all looked at the score, and we saw what the score was. And Vegas <laughs> scored 71 in 20 minutes. How do you do that? 12 of 16 from three. That is that is hard to allow. Never mind do yeah. on your own. It's disrespectful is what it is. So obviously a response. Uh, let's get to the last game really quick. Sparks at Aces on mm-hmm. Saturday, 7 p.m. game. A little evening action. I you, you mentioned that you thought the Sparks were kind of putting it together. I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer. Well, I didn't necessarily say if I believe or not. I just, I just <laughs> said that they've been... Playing. Now, did I read correctly? And I, I try my best to keep up with everything. It's, with the travel, it makes it difficult catching every game. When, it was, when I was just doing sure. home games, it made it easier to follow. 
is Liz Cambage coming off the bench? Did I see that right the other day? I think she was out for illness that was non-COVID related was the last I saw. I'll double check, but they played Atlanta the other night. Yeah, I saw Liz 16 minutes. Maybe, maybe just a minute's restriction. Yeah, per- yeah. So somebody to keep an eye on. But frankly, I think that that opens up their offense a little bit to not sure. have Liz in there. For sure, I, I would, I would, I would agree. Um, they've got to get more out of Jordan Canada, but they ran into an Atlanta team that just got Ryan Howard back. Ryan Howard clearly needed the, like a needed the break a, but B needs mm-hmm. a few games to kind of get back into it, which we saw the other night that Atlanta, when they've got Hayes and Howard going, they're going to be scary, but Howard had a brutal shooting night in that game. Um, but NECA NECA's playing well. Chanae's playing well also. They've got a really good front court. Their, their paint players are really good. You have to respect them. They're both shooting the ball at a high percentage. They've got to slow the game down and they got to, the key, the key to Vegas, run them off the line. If you run them off the line and they have a bad night from three, I think they can be had. Like, I think mm-hmm. they're really good. I think Kelsey Plum, as well as Asia Wilson, I, I want to give Plum a shout-out. They're both very deserving of MVP, no oh, matter how it's She's my favorite That's, to watch this year. Yeah, they're, 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 they are fun to watch. They're, they're like the golden state of the WNBA. They, they yeah. play yeah. They, their, their pace... Did I tell it? you, I, I went to this game. I saw, this was my first WNBA game as I went to the Sparks Aces game last time. Oh. And my biggest takeaway <laughs> was that Kelsey Plum is 5'8". She's my height. I could have done it. Do you know that? I'm Missed opportunity. For the record, so. Yeah. For the record. So 5'8", kings and queens here. Totally appreciate Kelsey Plum doing what she's doing. I think I thought she was going to look like Elena Delaton in my head. I just thought, like, they're they're always taller in person. Interesting. And then I saw Kelsey Plum and thought, what a little bulldog. Like, calling her little, like, that's not my height. But, did yeah, you hear, yeah, this, Have you heard her bark like a dog? I've heard her bark like a dog. That's why. That's probably why I'm thinking that of was bulldog after here. She but met, that after game. That she met Tom Brady. Yeah, she couldn't. She couldn't resist. She couldn't. She would have been she barked at could. Tom Brady. Who else can say that? At this game, I sat down in my seat, thought this is sick, and then thought I'm gonna look at the line that I thought for sure would have moved. I think it was eight the night before. It got up to ten, and of course the numbers always get bigger in your head and memory. But I think it was like eight, and I thought it's gonna be ten tomorrow. And I open up my betting app, and it's six and a half before the tip off. And I cannot tell you how how quickly I slammed as many units as I could on the aces and it was amazing to me that they would be favored by six and a half and i don't think we're going to see that here but i do have questions now with the aces and the same question over and over each week is the depth the depth is a is a, a problem and the is defense, strong. frankly the defense they just lost to the dream that was a becky problem in some ways right I think Raquana Williams is huge for them made shots against Connecticut to help them pull away the the fact they made threes and I wouldn't even I, I wouldn't say Vegas forced sun turnovers they just got lucky Connecticut was sloppy with the basketball at home in a big spot without their reigning MVP but yeah I mean you you hit the nail on the head their the, their lack of depth is a concern I thought the same thing about Connecticut last year now, when they got Alyssa Thomas back, I thought, okay, this could be – you'd be asking a lot to try to put this all on AT to come out off the bench and give you really, really, really big minutes. Um, but I felt similar to that last year. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they, 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 they've got to make threes. They've got to make threes to be who they are as a dominant offensive team. I agree. I agree. Well, let's wrap this up with uh, either your favorite MVP pick right now, which you kind of already touched on, or – 
who you like to win it all right now. You don't have to go off of the odds necessarily because I already told you I want to take it on the sky and I, I can't get it because there's no yeah. value. No, I'm glad you asked me this because I, I, I was before we started recording, I wanted to check out some of this stuff before. Kelsey Plum, I saw, was plus 800 to win MVP. And I think yeah. that is worth a look for sure. Thank you. For sure. For I, me, I it was seen... Jackie Young at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. She was 25 to 1. That was great. Yeah. But Kelsey Plum at 8 to 1? Yeah. Kelsey Plum making the all-star game for a first time. The, the, the conversation. MVP. There's an all-star the game. The tiniest MVP. trophy. <laughs> Rebecca Lobo had a great <laughs> line on the broadcast of, what was she? She was calling Vegas, Connecticut. And uh, it was obviously a Vegas game with Kelsey. And they showed the photo. And Holly, Holly Rowe did a report about her strength, work ethic, and how Kelsey's mm. been getting in the gym getting getting ripped and uh she's on a glow up here rebecca said something like you know kelsey doing all those arm workouts did she do that so she could hold that trophy and it just like oh rebecca that was great um what a line but uh yeah i mean you don't you're not getting as great a value on kelsey plum now that you could have at the beginning of the season or even like a few weeks in but it's the nature of futures usually (laughs) at this point could Asia Wilson win another one? Sure. I'm not saying Asia Wilson's not deserving, but I think the way Vegas has scared people is because of what they've done shooting the basketball. And not only that, Plum can get to the rim too, just as well. Asia's, of course, more efficient because of her size and just does a great job as a post player. That's not who Kelsey is, but Kelsey has been... Kelsey's been a difference maker for that team as to why they've pivoted off of a Liz Cambage... Asia Wilson front court to now play Dierica Hamby and Wilson in the front court together. Kelsey Plum, I, it's not it's off the board now because there were games tonight, obviously, but uh, I saw plus eight hundred. The, the two favorites were were uh, Asia Wilson, and then mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank on who was right there with her. I would assume it's Brianna Stewart, or it could have been. Yes, it was Stewie. Okay, it was Stewie. Yeah, and there's a drop off there, and there's Kelsey Plum. I, the vote, I, w- I would guess voters would be just as much inclined to give the nod to Kelsey as they would Asia. I agree. I agree. The Aces could take votes from each other, but I love Kelsey Blum true? this year. She's been so much fun. Yeah, we know that. Uh, also, Brendan Glassine, also, also yes? I forgot to look before. I should have looked at Candace. Candace isn't putting up the numbers yeah, that they are, but that's a good if, you're, if you're the number one seed, that's worth something too. But as we talked about, Chicago's just got so many different pieces so he, well balanced so yeah, well balanced. To, i think daniel mattia who's come on the show before too also did take a candace parker ticket recently so you're okay. yeah you're not alone in that line guy, of at all cool yeah he's, he's, whoo, good better good better we'll have him back on the show soon he was busy this week he's got things he's got a life we don't uh have so much fun calling the game brendan catch him out on the game do him play by play uh for friday and sunday friday and sunday yep we'll be on right. uh nesson which is the local affiliate in new england um all this right. weekend yeah, follow Brendan Glasheen. Pretty straightforward with the Twitter handle. Love that. Same with me, at Danielle Avari. And thank you for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. We'll be back on Monday with a new show all about LA. Join us then.